You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. What up, Jake? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you, my friend? <laughs> are you feeling good over there? I heard you had a good time yesterday. Uh, so uh, July 1st will mark the uh, seven years that I've been doing this thing. Uh huh. And I truly believe in those seven years. I think you can count on one hand how many times I've been hung over doing this show. And you know what? You're blessed. Today is one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> blessed is exactly the word I was thinking. So I will say this. That's five out bad. of seven days. <laughs> that's a pretty good ratio, don't you think, Tabor? <laughs> well, if it, make, hand, if it makes you feel any better, I, I, I went downtown in Ruston for the Peach Festival yeah. Saturday evening with a couple of buddies, and I don't get out as much as I used to. And yeah. I reminded myself yesterday of why I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and this is the thing you should be blessed about, Jake. And I believe you have been now part of two of the four or five times in the seven years. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> this isn't as bad as the last time. Yeah. The last time you were, which uh, I don't remember when that was, uh, you were a mess. Yeah, it was uh, just a couple you months You won the ago. award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. won some awards. And you we got had a, a long crazy. day in Baton Rouge and on the way back. So had a driver though. Don't drink a drive. Yes, that's the important lesson yes. from this. So if there's should, anything, you should feel blessed. Two out of the four, you've been part of it. So basically, yeah. all I'm telling you, Jake Martin, is carry the load today. Uh, what's new, man? What's new? <laughs> this is the question, though. So it's the summer, and everybody has one of those uh, cocktail or drink special specialties, maybe, perhaps. So a friend brings over and says, hey, I got a, uh, I got a pool drink, so we're going to mix it up. So he mixes it up, and obviously I had too many of those. Are you all in on those specialty drinks, the drink of the day? Am I all in on it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I Probably not. I'm a simple man. Yeah. You like your bud, bud heavy. Uh, Or just, you know, Jack and Coke. <laughs> What's wrong with a simple Jack, Jack and Coke? Oh, I understand. And that's the path I was going down, and then, of course, some kind of coconut fruity drink oh fruit no and that's what led me the wrong way with pineapple in it and then once the drink finishes you have pineapple at the bottom of it and hey how about some of these pineapples that's where you that's probably <laughs> yeah. where i got into trouble yeah yeah definitely it's like the vodka with the or the water with the vodka yeah. the watermelon with the vodka yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway how many uh drinks <laughs> do you think uh, ed orgeron had this week ah uh, he probably had a few celebratory drinks yeah. uh they had a big weekend. Yeah, I know you were fired up, man. Well, it was it was a crazy weekend because it was like every couple of hours you would see hold that tiger, hold that tiger. That's right. That's <laughs> Those like, only tweets he sent out. I saw somebody uh, retweet it said, "I only have two hands, coach. I can only hold a certain amount of tigers." But they had a great haul yeah. uh, this weekend. We'll get into that later, just because I think a lot of people. I just see people get so caught up in the in the stars. Oh, they're only three stars, dude. Let's we'll discuss that later. Yeah, how many three stars actually developed into literally five stars and, or all Americans? There's a lot. Of, yes. and, I mean, we just did the, we just went through that well, article I, about you, the national championship game. You LSU fans get a little spoiled with the you, four and five star recruits. Okay, so. all right. 
A lot of headlines, of course. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. I think we have to start with the College World Series, right? Yes. We have our finals matchup, which begins tonight. Um, and here's the thing. It wasn't a lot of drama, if you're, if you're thinking back to Friday and Saturday. But Oregon State did rally. They, you know, they lost the first game, came back to win, what, three or four in a row, and that's including beating Mississippi State twice. They beat them five to two, and then uh, that was after they won 12 to two. So they did put uh, State in their place, and then Arkansas, which I was happy to see this. I didn't want Florida to go back. I was happy to see Arkansas win uh, Friday. <coughs> they won that game five to two. And so is Arkansas in a better shape considering you they would had think. a day off and kind of reset everything? Russell right away weighs in and says, how about them Hawks? Well, not only – I mean, they both had technically a day off with yesterday. But not only that, but Aaron, they were in the winner's bracket. So they had already they were already in a good place. Yeah. So, yeah, they are in a better place if you're thinking about arms. And But the Oregon State's very deep on the pitchers now. And, and listen, the thing about Oregon State is, and you'll hear it if you just watch one game, they love to talk about this, this lineup is full of grown men. This lineup is full of future Major League Baseball players. They're very good. But what I'm interested in seeing is how that offense matches up against Arkansas's offense. Because Arkansas, we know what they, they've done it all year. This isn't some type of run, and Oregon State has as well. I think you're, t- you're looking at legitimately two of the best teams in the country, and you don't always get that. So a lot of times you get the hottest team. So I am excited about seeing the two best uh, go at it. How disappointed should Mississippi State fans and, of course, uh, Brett Hudson be uh, that they did not make it to the finals. All they had to do is win one of two against Oregon State, and they could not close it out. I mean, sure, there's disappointment, but if you can think back and reflect and look at the journey, man, what a what a you talking about a run? That's a run. What Mississippi State did, uh, and and hats off to Gary Henderson. You know, I think we're all kind of sitting around waiting to see if he gets the nod. I think he should get the nod, but uh, again, they haven't made that official yet. And if he doesn't get the nod, kind of the re- what what what's the team and the players going to? I mean, there's nothing they can do about it if he doesn't get it, but. You're going to hear all kind of backlash. Yeah, of course he has some his guys in that locker room, right? And it just it, it wouldn't make sense to the outside why you wouldn't hire this guy after being able to get this team refocused and go on this type of run and head to Omaha yeah. and be, like you said, a win away from the championship series. Some bad luck, right? I mean, they were going to go with their stud on Friday, yeah. and of course uh, it takes a – uh, basically, batting practice foul ball off his elbow, mm-hmm. and they have to hold him back to Saturday, and, of course, he gets rocked. Yeah, and listen, Oregon State's bats, man. That that lineup puts a lot of pressure on you. And so, I, again, I'm interested in seeing how Arkansas can handle that. Arkansas's got some good arms as well. I can't wait. I think we're going to see a great, great series between those two starting tonight. Yeah, I like the fact now it's best of three, too. It's just oh, yeah. one game. and. We'll find out who the better team is and, of course, who will win a national championship. It all gets underway tonight, Arkansas versus Oregon State in the College World Series. Yeah, a couple of of baseball headlines while we're on baseball. Did you see that the Dodgers hit seven solo homers in an 8-7 to win against the Mets? Is that even possible? Seven solo homers. Is that some kind of record? 
Uh, it's it's I, I haven't seen that. Because uh, it ties an MLB record. Ties an MLB record. There you go. Seven solo home runs. I can't recall too many of those. Uh, but, yeah, what, what a performance by the Dodgers. Our Houston Astros update. Ooh, they did Jake. So Jake, early, right? Jake is doing some research here. They defeated Kansas City. Oh, I had to carry you today. <laughs> they defeated Kansas City 11-3. to But here's the most uh, compelling piece of that game. Between the second and fourth inning, Alex Bregman shaves his mustache. He, enter, he The game begins, he has a That's mustache. Awesome. Yeah. After the fourth inning, people are going, wait a minute, where does mustache go? So between the second and fourth inning, that's got to be a record. <laughs> that's gotta, <laughs> never done before. Yes, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, but, but how do you find the time? Like you just and who got why tipped off, and then how they figure it out? Hey, well, it's not that hard. I mean, they, the camera. How pans much around do the you actually pay attention, though? I I wouldn't spot that. Yeah, I wouldn't be one to spot that. But my wife would spot that. You know, like. That may be the best Houston Astros update we've ever given. Yeah, too that much information, really. That, that we got to cut it back. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> we got to cut it back, so. Yeah, but. Uh, they won two of three versus Kansas City. I believe that is now uh, 15 of 17 for our Houston Astros. That's right, our Houston Astros. Uh, a little golf. Bubba Watson won the Travelers. Wow. Nothing on that. I figured you would have been all in watching it and. Uh, Jake, and I told you this in our pre-show meeting, which is so extensive. I watched, uh, the wife had a, a thing with her girlfriends on Friday night, so and I was off. So I literally watched five hours of horse racing on Friday night. Is it becoming an, an issue now? Yes. Is, is there it, a problem? It, it was already an issue to begin <laughs> with. So how do, you, how do you tell your wife about the money you lost? Uh, I set the bar really high. I said, hey, it was a great night. I was thoroughly entertained while you were gone. I uh, lost 200 bucks. <laughs> and then so I come back, and then she was, I like to get her a little irritated. That's true. Sure and she did. came back and said, $200? What? I said, I lost $22. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I find that that's the way to go. Veteran that is move. the approach you should take. That was a veteran yes. move. Like, ah, oh, man, rough night at the track <laughs> on the couch. I, I lost 200 bucks. Look at it this way. I you, lost $22. It's like going to the movies. I was going to say, you pay $20 for five hours of entertainment. Yeah. And you know what? If I'm it, enabling you. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be doing and that. And I have, I'm thoroughly convinced in this. If it doesn't work out on this radio gig here on Sports Talk 97.7 or at KNOE, I think I can handle that gig at the horse racing channel. Not not the guy that calls the the, the sideline reporter. Yeah, the the guy in the studio that is literally trying to give you advice and I mean they they jump track to track and literally I bet on every single race that <laughs> they showed except for the harness racing thing. I I, I have my limitations. I'm not getting into that uh, carriage thing. Aaron, Aaron I've got I know I've got figured out who you what you're talking about. You want uh, to be Siciliano, you know, that does the um Sunday ticket coverage. Yeah, exactly. The Red Zone Channel guy, you want to be that guy for horse racing. Oh, uh, no, that guy works too hard. He doesn't to go to <laughs> These guys get to just, they go out to a track, and they have literally two minutes to be able to, you know. Oh, so, so, so you're not directing traffic from track to track no. update well, here. They, they update do there. direct a little bit of traffic, but then they're throwing out their predictions. And I was doing well on my by myself. I think I'd won like $3.20 at one point. I was As up. compared to having so company was, over with you? I was doing you. quite well. And then I started listening to these bozos. And there's one girl, and, you know, no disrespect to her. And uh, they have a glamour shot of her, and she looks very nice. And then they go to her, and you're like, ooh, she only has one eye. 
So I started taking predictions from her, and I started losing more money on her predictions. So I should just uh, stay on my own. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no pressure with that gig because they're wrong all the time yeah, anyway. Exactly. So somebody like you. It is Betty. But it once again shows and proves uh, if you have that capability in your hand to bet on races and sporting events across the country, what does this mean, of course, with sports betting and now it coming right across the state border in Mississippi? Yeah, well, I was very supportive of it. You're making me second think it just because you're doing this. Yes. With horse racing, and I'm going to invite you over one night, and uh, you can you you will partake in it. I think you will thoroughly the horse en- racing. You will thoroughly enjoy it. It's going to have to be middle of July when nothing's going on. <laughs> Let's just say that. All right, how about this weekend? <laughs> That's true. Fair. Hey, Wimbledon, that Wimbledon start <laughs> or yeah. Uh, other headlines, Jake. Other headlines. You know, I got to talk about my guy Lane Kiffin. Uh, we might as well label him an FAU lifer, oh, right? Yeah. He signed Friday. He signed a contract extension through 2027. So, so what are the odds that he actually extends? This would be the ultimate long shot in <laughs> horse racing, right? We're talking uh, 100 to one, not even that, it, thousand uh, to one. I was gonna say at least 500 to one. Uh, yeah, this is. Kiffin's loyal, Aaron. He, he's loyal to FAU like you are to KNOE. He just wants <laughs> to stick around forever. So um, don't be surprised. Don't be dragging me and KNOE into Lane Kiffin's <laughs> mess. That, that's horrible, Jake. Yeah. Um, odds are not great that he stays there for 10 years, but I just thought it was, it was a 10 year deal. 10 year deal. 10 year deal. Nice. How about that? Another, a couple other. Headlines. While I was in Jamaica, you know, you run across all kinds of characters on vacation. I ran into a guy, I said, yeah. Uh, he was from a, a Boca area, and he said, yeah, me and Lane hit on the same guy, the same guy, same girls. <laughs> this has gone off That track. was a slip. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, well, just, you know, people say crazy things, you know. Does he know Lane, or was he trying to make a, a joke, and it was know, a bad man. joke, and you laughed at yeah, it? I didn't laugh, really. Okay. It was early in the day. All right. We'll excuse that one. Moving on, uh, Kevin Ollie. This has been quite the saga between he and UConn. Well, this past weekend, Glenn Miller, who was a former associate basketball coach, alleged that Ali made a $30,000 payment to a player's mother. Now, for those of you who are unaware, Ali is fighting athletic director Dave Benedict and his decision to fire him last season. The school president is backing Benedict, uh, saying that his, his findings – uh, presented cause to fire him, which Ali is arguing against. Why is this such a big deal? Ten million dollars are at play, so it's a it's a big uh, big court case going on. And uh, anyway, the latest of that was Glenn Miller alleging that Ali made a thirty thousand dollar payment mm. to a mother. Ouch! Crazy stuff. Uh, Manning passing the camp uh, wrapped up. It was a big weekend. What's cool about this, besides the fact that you know there's a number of campers down there, and of course an opportunity to rub elbows with the, the Manning family, the number of college quarterbacks and the high-profile quarterbacks that are down there. And I know you spent some time down there. I know this was a highlight of your summer when you were at Nichols. It was my favorite. It's my favorite thing to cover in the summer. Uh, I'm sad that I don't get to cover it anymore. But yeah, like you said, you you look around. It is star. Studded, not just because of the Mannings, and sometimes they'll bring some of their teammates, 
well, that was when Peyton was playing, so he would bring somebody, Eli would bring somebody. Um, but not only that, but you also got, you know, all these college players. And you're, you're talking about, you know, future Heisman winners. You know, at, at, at the last Manning camp I went to, that was the one where Johnny Manziel uh, got, a, got into trouble, got yeah. sent home. Before he had a late night, yeah, he had a late night. Before he got sent home, he did the the media. um, He did some interviews, Mm -hmm. as did AJ McCarron, and it was so funny because we all know their reputation. We've seen what they do, you know, on the field, and we know the reputation that they don't. McCarron, for instance, uh, is a guy who does all the right things on and off the field, doesn't get in trouble. Uh, Manziel, quite the opposite. But in those interviews, man, McCarron was just a borderline jerk. Like, he was just not fun to talk to. Menzel, meanwhile, said all the right things. It was like the complete opposite of what they actually were. Menzel was really good at at, at doing interviews. He just was. But uh, I just thought that was funny. And, of course, I've told the story before about Andrew Luck, how I walked right past him. It It was his sophomore year at Stanford. It was before his sophomore year at Stanford. He was – people thought he was going to be a good good player, but then you remember his sophomore year, he really had that breakout season. And anyway, I got all my interviews. I was walking out the door. Andrew Luck is sitting by himself. Nobody's talking to him. <laughs> and I walked right past him. Really? And walked out, and then he went on to have that great sophomore year. Yeah. And then, of course, the Heisman talk. This could be the greatest prospect we've ever seen. You remember all that talk? Yeah. And uh, so I was like – the next year he came back, I was like, I have to talk to him. I don't care. I said, I'll talk to him first. And I did. I, I talked to him over Peyton or anybody. I was like, I got I to gotta at least interview him this year because that haunted You should have brought that up. You should have said, hey, last nah, year you sat there okay. by yourself, and now look at you. Everybody wants to Yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have said that, but uh, I, I was one of those who passed up talking to him. Uh, Drew Locke was there, Missouri. Uh, Georgia's Jake Fromm. Uh, Washington's Jake Browning. Alabama's Jalen Hurts. Auburn's Jarrett Stenham were all there. And uh, also uh, ULM's Caleb Evans yeah. in the house. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he got some shine, too. Uh, I saw some stories done on him, and, and a lot of people are excited about what he's going to bring to ULM again this year. Yeah, We have a story on a uh, shameless plug on KNOE.com with uh, Caleb Evans, and, of course, being down at the Peyton, uh, the Manning passing account. Why, I, why don't I just give it to Peyton? It's, it's the entire family. Yeah, we really give it to Archie. Yeah, uh, Alex Hornerbeck won, uh, from White Wisconsin won the uh, throwing competition. That That's fun, too. They get in the uh, the little uh, go karts, and they have they put little targets on there, and they have to hit it. Golf carts, I should yeah. say. That's pretty good to win that with that that yeah. caliber yeah. competition that he's facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are a few of the headlines. If we missed one or two, hit us up at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Oh, we certainly missed a huge one, and it is a World Cup. Oh, brother. Update. Go, Jake. <laughs> you got 22 seconds. What's your update? Uh, I saw there was a tie. Uh, Germany won a huge game. Tabor is our in-house expert. World Cup update. Tabor, what happened? What did we miss? As far as yesterday, you had England with a huge 6-1 victory over Panama. Harry Kane had a hat trick. It was Panama's first ever goal in the World Cup, so a little something for them. Japan and Senegal 2-2 tie, and Colombia beat Poland 3-0. That 
it's a World Cup update right there. There you go, David. Thank you for saving us. He would have fitted in with the uh, goal if we didn't step all over. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeremy, uh, that was pretty impressive, right, to win in that style late to, to stay alive, correct? I, to say it's a walk, it's like a hitting a walk-off grand slam. Oh, Wow. Like I the, the time, at the time that he did it, the precision, I always wondered why they would take the little tap at two feet and then reset it. Well, I figured it out. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. 888-993-7762. It's all part of what's on tap. Brought to you by Louisiana Pinto. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. I would have to say, for uh, the end of June, this is a pretty solid show. Pretty stacked. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Ronnie Rance, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, will come up at 745. Big weekend, a new class going in, including uh, Larry Wright from, now he's at Rabel, of course, start at Richwood, had a career in the NBA, actually won a world championship, will be part of that class. We'll talk to Ronnie Rance about it coming up at 745. How about Miss Louisiana competition this weekend in the Twin Cities? Yeah. Hollis Conway, Conway has worn a lot of hats, has a lot of different titles, including world and Olympic, Olympian. Now he's the father of a Miss Louisiana. Yeah, it's awesome. He will join us at 8 o'clock. We always love catching up with Hollis. And then coming up at 8.30, we'll get the lowdown, we'll get the breakdown on the College World Series and everything that involves Louisiana Tech with Lane Burroughs. That was a dramatic pause. I was about to say, man, that was a little too dramatic there. Yeah. Uh, we'll also dive into Sports Illustrated re- release the top 100 college football players. I've got a few issues with the list. I want to point some of those out. I also want to kind of shine a light on some guys that have connections to this area. Hmm. And I'll get into LSU's weekend and how they moved from number 15 to number three in the country. Oh, you're getting into this uh, ranking thing now. 2019. Well, I mean, if, if people are going to care about the star ratings, shouldn't they care about the class rankings? The biggest upset so far is the fact that we've gone 22 minutes without a commercial. We need to pay Jake's hefty salary. That's up next. Coming up after the break, more on Sports Talk 97. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. So this is how odd of a day this is, the fact that I'm a little hungover this morning. It was the fact that I was going to bring breakfast for Jake. I don't think I've ever done that either. You did once uh, for my birthday. (laughs) So uh, I was going to stop through a donut shop place, and it was closed this morning. Are we we up before the donut? Yeah, I was like, this isn't good. It's just, I guess, another one of those local restaurants closing down. Man, there's been an astonishing amount of local places that have closed down recently. Yeah, unfortunately. Everybody loves their franchises around here. I know, man. I know. So I had to go to a franchise to bring Jake a a burrito this morning. Yeah. Um, And I appreciate that. But that begs the question, just because of what happened this weekend, what is the nastiest or should I say strangest thing you've eaten? Mm. Off the top of your head, you, you got an answer for me? Does that involve that concoction that my friend brought over yesterday that we were drinking? <laughs> that was nasty? Yeah. Well, the first one was, and after that, it wasn't so bad, okay. obviously. All right. So how much 
would you freely try this, Aaron? Now, I know where you're going because it was all over sports center. Yeah, all over it. It was at a minor league game, uh, the Sea Wolves. Yeah. They sold a quote unquote hot dog. The bun was cotton candy. Yeah, it looked horrible. The bun is cotton candy and it's it's nerd sprinkled all yeah. over it. I think I could stomach the cotton candy with a hot dog, but then the nerds on top of it, that's where they, they just went a step too far in my book. So you would try without the nerds. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of nerds. I'm not a big fan of cotton candy. I'm not a big fan of cotton candy either, especially with a hot dog. Especially and then that. if you would have put ketchup on top of the hot oh, dog with no. cotton candy. No, no, no. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I found that to be um, – I thought it was a joke at first. Like I yeah. saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's real funny. And then I saw actually like credible people retweeting and saying, you know, this is an actual thing. And then I saw a video of a baseball player eating it, and it looked – Really tough to eat, by the yeah. way. But uh, yeah, that's not for me. They were calling it the Sugar Rush game, I believe. Sugar Rush, yeah. It's too much sugar. I wonder how many of those that they actually sold. They got a lot of play out of it. Heck, we're talking about it. That's in, true. In the Monroe Rustin market. It is the summer though, so yeah. that I feel like we need to mention that. You know, I, I just googled just uh, crazy ballpark foods, and they're really not that bad across the country of things that you can get. I mean. How bad could a uh, chorizo loaded fries be? You're not a fan of chorizo? No. Uh, on fries with some cheese? No, I'll pass. Uh. What else you got? Anything? Uh, there's nothing really that obscene. People don't like to get creative. Yeah. Well, hats off to the Seawolves for being creative. Gary says, Jalen Hurts done well in the accuracy competition. Out of five throws standing on the beach, he hit the water two times. The camp is helping him. <laughs> Good text, Gary. Yeah. Good text. So, you want to get into this recruit talk? Aaron, I know you, you love to talk about stars. Well, this was a huge weekend for LSU. There's no way to uh, get around it. But uh, Ed Orgeron had a fabulous weekend. Of course, they had the elite camp taking place down in Baton Rouge. But a lot of this news came from other sources and, of course, from other guys that perhaps were not at the camp, but they got a lot of different commitments. They did. And, you know, they got the Paris kid, the quarterback, that kind of started things off. He's a four-star quarterback from Alabama. That was a big deal. But then they start getting these defensive backs, and this all comes after Derek Stingley uh, announced that he was coming to LSU. I believe that was last Wednesday. Um, so Peter Paris says he's coming to LSU. Then the Colin tight end, T.K. McClendon, who doesn't have any stars. He's, he's kind of off the radar. LSU brought him in to work out, and they had – absolutely loved what they saw and decided to offer him immediately, which he accept, accepted. But this was the big big news to me. Uh, Dreshun Miller, he's the, the Eastern Arizona College cornerback. He decides to come to LSU. Now, he is a three-star, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and then LSU gets um, Cordell Flott to flip from Auburn to LSU, another three-star corner. So, if you look, like, let's just let's take uh, Miller first. If you look at his offers, he has Houston and Texas Tech. So some people probably see that and go, what's the deal? Why are, people, a bit of a reach. why are people excited about this? Well, 
First of all, it's a position of need. They need to load up on defensive backs, and that's what they're doing right now. So give Orgeron and his staff credit. But not only that, but they they invited him in. He's a versatile versatile defensive back who can play both corner or safety. And he worked out in front of Aranda, Corey Raymond, and Bill Bush. And they all liked what they saw, and they and they decided you need to offer this guy. So that's a you know. The fact that I think I value those coaches' opinion more than these recruiting sites, mm. you know, I, I think if, if those coaches invite a player in, put him through the ringer, and he impresses enough to earn an offer, I think that's enough to get excited for. Then you look at another three-star with um, with uh, Flott, and not only the fact that he flipped from Auburn. I mean, if, he, if Ar- he's good enough for Auburn, but he also has – you know, uh, offers from places like Florida and Mississippi State. So the fact that he has those offers, I think you need to kind of step back and go, yeah, uh, it's not the four-star, five-star that we're used to seeing, but he is good enough to play in the SEC, obviously, if several SEC schools are offering him. So I think it was a huge weekend for LSU. What it does in the recruiting ranks is it moves them up from 15 to third on 24-7 sports composite team ratings. So, good. And how much does this have to do with, of course, the announcement with Stingley on Thursday that he was going to LSU? Is this just kind of the domino effect and perhaps he's... Could eh. be. Could be. Or, and honestly, Aaron, you, you got to say the other side of it. It could be one of those things where, you know, these kids give their verbal pledge, but, you know, you never know if they're going to stick to that pledge. We've seen every year it happens, you know, people back out of pledges. But, uh, yeah, I think it's worth getting excited about. I, and the guys that have that ha- the glass half empty would, would text you and say what with these commitments? Well, first of all, they would point out the three-star. Yeah. Uh, second of all. They or would, what happens when? Oh, when they – oh, you? Well, hold on. We'll get to that in a second. Let me, let me finish this statement because a lot of people are upset because – they're not getting the defensive tackles, and they're worried about Sopser, the number one defensive tackle in the state, who it's, it's down to LSU-Bama, and Texas A&M is kind of creeping their way into the conversation. But a lot of people feel like, oh, we've seen this story before. LSU's top, one of their top athletes in the state, he's going to end up going to Bama. And the fact that they only have one defensive tackle commit at the moment, I think some people – are a little anxious about that, the fact they're not getting uh, defensive tackle pledges. So I've heard some of that, just the fact that, well, yeah, it's good that they're filling the cornerback need, but they need to look at defensive tackle. Don't need to have another year where you're not getting those guys. So, all right, go ahead, Aaron, because you even texted me this yesterday. Well, I'm just saying, what happens to these commitments when they maybe stumble out of the starting gates and they're at one and two and perhaps at one and three after Louisiana Tech goes down there and beats them? <laughs> one and three? I think so, one so, and three. Uh, I think Orgeron's out of a job. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, let's let's face it. If they or Orgeron's sales pitch then becomes, hey, we're one and three at this point, but you can come in here and turn <laughs> things around. Yeah, um, and, and Tommy says here, I have complete faith in LSU coaching a four-star QB into an afterthought, <laughs> which is uh, fair given their track record. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, like I said. I think they're beating Miami. I really do. Now you're changing your tune. This no, I'm was not. not the same Jake what, what, what are you we heard about? from you before you went on your uh, three week break. 
No, I. You said Miami is going to be a very difficult game. It's a difficult, Manny Diaz it's in that defense yeah. with an offense that has so many question marks with a a quarterback that we don't even know who's going to be under Joe center. Joe Burrow will be under yeah. center. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Now you are now you are confident that they're going to knock off. I'm Miami. not confident. I said I think they're going to beat Miami. I I think if you look at it, Miami's defense got a lot of praise last year. And their linebacker core is phenomenal. You know, they are tremendous. But I started looking at them a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. That secondary struggled down the stretch. Down the stretch, Aaron, go look at it. Go look at the numbers. When they're not forcing the interceptions, they struggle. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. I can pull those up later. But not only that, but you got Rozier, who wasn't impressive down the stretch either. And you like this receiving core from LSU. Yeah. Very talented, just a little unproven. Most of that. And who will throw it to him? Yeah, well, I mean, most of that offense is unproven. So I think it's who's going to carry the ball? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, probably. I, I, there are question marks, yes, but do we have to go back over? The Ten to seven there? win for LSU over Miami. Ten to seven? <laughs> no, there will be some scoring. There will be some scoring. I think they have a good shot in that game too because. When those lights come on bright in a neutral site, and I'm excluding that Wisconsin Green I was going to say, game. that wasn't neutral? Not really. <laughs> on paper it was, but not really. In a neutral site, they do really well. Tabor is tired of hearing you uh, defend LSU, so he's got the music playing. Well, it's just because, you know, you have a few drinks and you're like, ah, Ed Orgeron's going one and three. <laughs> and I'm like, What? <laughs> Where did this come from? It doesn't take drinks for me to say that. <laughs> oh, brother. 888-993-7762. You can weigh, on the Stuart Shelby, weigh in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. We're back after this, and then at 745, we look forward to catching up with Ronnie Rance from Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Coming up at 8 o'clock, House Conway. He has a new title. He is the father of Miss Louisiana. And at 8.30, you'll hear from Louisiana Tech head coach Lane Burroughs. The morning drive, back after this. Good text here, Jake. Uh, speaking of your neutral site game involving uh, LSU, and says, you know, it really isn't a neutral site when it's literally 80-20 LSU whenever they play in Dallas and Houston. And not like Miami has a huge following. So, true. I mean, but it, it's still technically a neutral site, just like the Green Bay game was technically a neutral site. But historically, when LSU plays in Dallas or Houston, they perform pretty well. That's my point. And where are they performing this year? My thoughts exactly. Performing. That's a weird term. They're like a rock singer. Playing. Or a where they playing yeah. this year? Ed Orgeron on the tour will be performing <laughs> at. Some would say he is performing half the time. Okay. It is a shtick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that's really him. Uh, I think that's really Ed Orgeron. I'm still fascinated by people that actually have not heard Ed Orgeron speak before, and then the first time that they see the him, double take. they hear him, they're like, whoa, did not know that he sounded like that. Yeah. I was listening to, to uh, on this station, uh, Fox Radio, and they played a clip from Ed Orgeron a few weeks ago, and, and they were baffled by Ed Orgeron. And I don't know what kind of sports guys they are that have never heard Ed Orgeron at this point, but they're like, whoa, man. This was Cajun. They were playing like some sound bites yeah. since the uh-huh. first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. You should have heard him by now, especially yeah. since he's been at USC. I know. You know. That's what I thought too. 
right. Well, uh, teased it earlier about the Sports Illustrated Top 100 college football players. They Joe did, Burrow on the list? No. Oh. This is their third time third time to do this list, by the way. Um, and I enjoy it. And listen, anytime you get lists, it, it creates conversation mm-hmm. because nobody's going to agree, especially, I mean, look, look at our top 10 list. We disagree all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're doing 100, 100 players, you're going to have um, some people disagree with you. I, I have not seen the list, but uh, big picture. How many guys from LSU are on the list? All right, so let's just do big picture now. We'll dive deep into it later. Um, LSU had two two players on the list. Charlotte Lawrence on there? No. Hmm. Greedy Williams? Yes. Greedy was high. He was at 11. Right. Number Ooh, 11. Wow. Who, who do you think the other player was? Uh, Devin White. Yeah, 75. So uh, they were notable. Uh, Isaiah Bugs made the list. Really? 91. Nice. Yeah. Isaiah Bugs made the list. Devontae um, Turpin on the list? I didn't see Turpin. But guess who was on the list? Jalen Rager, who is kin to Dallas Rager, who mm-hmm. plays for Sterlington. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Jalen Rager really did come on. It's his brother. Yeah. they did. He did come on last year. He had a couple of big games. Yeah, freshman. Just uh, I think he was a four-star prospect there in Texas. And, of course, uh, uh, it looks part hard. of that receiving core at TCU. Yeah, he looks apart. Uh, I have no issue with him. Uh, why Cavante was not on that? I mean, I know he had Dude, an injury Cavante's fight. Dude, not pat- getting a lot of love this year. I've been looking at some magazines just trying to see. You know, he gets he gets some the love for the you know return as a return man, but that's about it. Yeah, not a lot of people are putting him on anywhere else on list. And Rashard probably needs to be on that list. It also comes back to health for both of those players. Rashard Lawrence, yeah. he's being slept on. Yeah, yeah, he's really being slept on. That whole LSU's whole defensive line. Isn't getting a lot of love, mm. which, you know, that's fine. I mean, they have to they have to go out there and show it. But So, Greedy at number 11 and uh, Devin White at 75. And that's it for LSU. Ole Miss had more players on the list than LSU. How about that? Mm. All right. Uh, I mentioned Caleb my... Evans make the list? Marcus Green from no. ULM? No, they did not. Mm. No love. Jamar Smith, the rock star? Nope. No. Um, Dylan Moses was at 51. Mm. He, of course, is... IMG Academy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you refused to say where they were before that. Just like Shea Patterson. That's not right, is it? IMG. Yeah. He's not from Baton Rouge. He's just IMG. Former IMG star, (laughs) Dylan Moses. I like that, actually. I like that you do that. Yeah. Uh, Travis Etienne, who is a Louisiana native. He was at 94. He, of course, plays running back for the Clemson Tigers. Hmm. Yeah. they, people were expecting a lot out of him this year. In fact, he's got some pretty good Heisman odds. I uh, saw. So. How did he slip out of the state? That was a big one, man. Uh, I, I remember because LSU needed. He see, he would have been the star running back for this LSU team. LSU really needed him. You remember? And then he decided not to go. He chose Clemson, and now you're stuck with guys that. Well, maybe he looked at it and he, he thought he'd come in there, and obviously he has played a substantial amount for Clemson. He looked at it as, you know, what am I going to do? Be Geis's backup, be Fournette's yeah, backup. Yeah, but it, people would have been hyping him up this year as the next great LSU back. So, yeah, but it's one of those things people want to play right away. We get that, and uh, I wanted to mention this too. And this is the last thing. Uh, I'll mention, and then we'll get deep into it later. Who's number one, though? Uh, Ed Oliver. No issue with that. Um, Ole Miss has two receivers in the top 50, Metcalf and, and A.J. Brown, which is expected. 
Um, but th- there's some there's some Ole Miss things on this list without fully giving away this little tease. There's an Ole Miss observation on this list that blows my mind, and I think it'll blow some of your your minds as well. Dang, Jake, what a tease! So when are you going to reveal the tease? Uh, eight o'clock hour. Oh. We got a guest coming up. Ronnie Rance joins us from Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame after the break. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Joining us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline, Ronnie Rance from Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Ronnie, how are you doing this morning, bud? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. This is kind of like the, the calm before the storm. What does this week mean for you with, of course, uh, the newest inductees and the big ceremony coming up this week for the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame? Well, this is our annual signature event for the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in Natchitoches, which is the induction weekend. And uh, we work all year for this event. Uh, we, it's, it's checked full with activities beginning on Thursday with the press conference and welcome reception over at the uh, museum itself in that afternoon. And then it culminates on Sunday down in Alexandria with our annual golf tournament at Oakwing uh, Golf Course with the Hall of Famers and have a lot of, in between. Ronnie, I think a lot of people and listeners always want to know how you come to this list and these inductees. Walk us through a little bit of the process. Well, the Louisiana Sports Writers Association members have a 35-person committee that's made up of you know veterans that have been in the business a while. And it's not all just sports writers. There's also broadcasters and, and television and radio folks on that panel as well. They get together every August, and it's a, it's a voting process. There were 138, uh, 130 uh, people nominated last year, and they only selected eight. Uh, and it's not a finite number. You can have as many as you want. And people ask me all the time, how you know what's the criteria? Minimally, to be nominated, you have to have played two years high school sports or two years college sports in Louisiana or you know five years. Uh, professionally in Louisiana. So it all has to take place in the state, and you have to have played at least two high school, two college, or two or five um, pro. And you can go to lasportshall.com. If you go to the website, lasportshall.com, you can click on the Hall of Famers tab, and there's a not, you know how to nominate a candidate underneath there, and it'll walk you through the process. Anybody can do it. And uh, But the list is chock full of fantastic people, well, all deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Um, you can only have two each year from a given sport. There is one wild card uh, type of uh, that we call, and so therefore you really could have three from one sport in a given class. And that rule set up so that you know there's not eight football players or eight baseball players, or you know we want diversity. Um, and so this year's class is all about diversity. We've got a, a bass fisherman in Jack Haynes, who's the first ever uh, Bassmasters Classic champion from Louisiana, and all the way to Reggie Wayne, the six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, won a Super Bowl and went to John Eric High School down in New Orleans. And in between is a guy by the name of like Russ Springer from Grant High who pitched at LSU and then played 18 years in the major leagues as a relief pitcher. So it's a very diverse class. You're relatively new to this position, but being a sports historian, how much do you enjoy just the fact going back and looking at the careers of some of these people? Well, it's pretty incredible. You know, just, you know, uh, two guys that are in this class, you know, even a guy like Larry Wright from up, yeah. up in Grambling, you know, I mean, 
uh, I, I knew who Larry Wright was, but I wasn't as familiar with what a great player he was or, or you know, his career in coaching and just all the things that he did. And so, you know, a guy like Larry Wright probably uh, living in Baton Rouge wouldn't have been on my radar, off the top, one of the first people off the top of my head to be in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, but he absolutely deserves to be and, and excited to be celebrating, you know, the former Grammar player and coach. Um, or a guy like Paul Candies, who's getting inducted this year. I didn't necessarily know who Paul Candies does, but anybody that has anything to do with uh, drag racing, uh, NHRA, uh, anything that has to do with the Tarpon Rodeo, he was a, a pioneer of both and from the state of Louisiana. And, and yeah, you know, I've got some uncles that I dropped the name Paul Candies on this whole list. He's probably the biggest name for them, you know, because they were big NHRA guys. So, uh that's the cool thing is learning about all these people that maybe you weren't as familiar with, but are super deserving of being in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Ronnie, a few listeners out there that want to come down there uh, this weekend, what do they need to do? Are tickets still available? We do have tickets available. Not many, but we do have tickets available. All you got to do is go to lasportshall.com, lasportshall.com. Click on that events tab, and they have all the information. I mean, we've got things like Friday We've got a celebrity bowling tournament. It's called 70s Disco Bowling Bash. We're going to have the disco music and, the, and all that and have the themed up and have catered food and drink. And that's at noon on Thursday in Natchitoches, and we pair you with a celebrity bowler. So uh, you can do it, put in a team. You can do individuals. You don't even have to bowl. You even have tickets where you don't have to bowl. You can just come hang out, eat, drink, and have a good time. Um, that's Friday. Then we've got Rockin' the River Fest Friday night. That's free and open to the public. You don't need a ticket for that. We've got Wayne Toops in concert on the river in Natchitoches. Uh, the music starts at 6, till goes to 10.30. we got local bands, and, of course, Wayne Toops will take the stage around 8.30. Uh, we got fireworks that night on the river, and we're going to introduce all the Hall of Famers on stage. But if you want to be a VIP for that event, we also have that. You, you buy a $75 ticket. It's a VIP taste of tailgating, a giant air-conditioned tent right next to the stage with all 15 restaurants from around the area serving food and complimentary drinks all night. And you can walk out and listen to the music and go back in. So those types of things. We've got golf tournaments on Sunday that, you know, we've got spots available. It's the best golf tournament that we put on, you know, every every year. And it's fantastic. It's loaded down with food and drink and gifts and so all of that, you can go to lasportshall.com, click on events, and, and get tickets, too. And, Ronnie, I looked uh, on your auction. Uh, it's a lot of great items available in terms of people can bid on. Absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, uh, you know, we've, we, we're actually going to be loading up auctions uh, items throughout the week. We've got stuff coming in as we speak, and uh, we've got a, a great Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame auction that ends uh, that ends Saturday at 8.30. And you do not even need to be present to win. It's all electronic. It's all online. So if you're listening, man, I wish I could be there. Uh, again, go to the website, uh, and uh, we'll have a link on there. If it's not up there right now, we'll have it up there today. And it takes you right to our auction page, and you can participate from afar. Ronnie, there's a number of people that still have not been through that museum, and I encourage everybody to do so. It is really I- incredible just the, the exhibits that you show. Uh, do you ever get tired of just walking through there and seeing and learning the stories about so many of the legends throughout this state? <laughs> never, never. And, you know, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, you know, 10 to 4.30 is Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Museum and also Northwest Louisiana History portion as well, which is outstanding in there. Um, no, it, 
dozen, and I'm really excited because this week, you know, we'll change out some of those, some of the exhibits in the front, you know, that are part of just the annual exhibits that represent the the, the Hall of Famers for that year. So, you know, the 2018, the 2018 class, there, all their new stuff is moving in there this week. So that's that's the part I'm looking forward to on Thursday at our press conference reception, again, which is open to the public. The press conference. Uh, the welcome reception, rather, is open to the public at 5 o'clock. So, uh, you know, encourage folks to come on out to that and, and see all the new displays. Ronnie, I'm always curious. We see all this stuff that's out on exhibits. How much stuff do you have behind the scenes that, of course, you rotate in and out? Yeah. I'm talking about, I mean, what, what does that consist of? Yeah, it's substantial. The, the, the Louisiana Museum system houses all the uh, artifacts, not only for our museum, but for eight others down in New Orleans. Uh, in the French Quarter, and so yes, there is a considerable amount of, of, of things that have been donated throughout the years, uh, and that are not on display. And, and and there's actually you know a conversation came up with Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser about about uh, some changes that may be being done down in New Orleans, where they're looking at this big giant warehouse that can house all of the the, the leftover artifacts for all the museums and. And almost kind of uh, sorting it and having it on racks in, 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 in such a way that it can even be displayed and, and found, and you can almost tour that, uh, you know, the tour that facility, which I, which I'm a fan of. I hope we get to that phase where we can do that because, it, you know, it's great to have that, you know, history on file. But if, if nobody's laying their hands on it or seeing it or looking at it, then what's the point? So I, I hope that we get to that point where we can even display all the things that are not at the museum in Natchitoches. Uh, Ryan Rance from Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Uh, one other note about this Hall of Fame. Of course, I like how you uh, recognize distinguished uh, journalists in this state, and one of your buddies will be recognized, Lynn Rollins. How cool will this be this weekend? Yeah, I'm super happy for Lynn. Uh, it's just, each and every year they the, the sports writers select two distinguished service award winners in sports journalism. And of course, Scooter Hahn of the Lake Charles has been a writer for almost 40 years. He's going. He's getting uh, honored, and Lynn Rollins, who's been a broadcaster for over 40 years in TV and radio, he started out his career as a print journalist, and he went to Northwestern State, got his undergrad in LSU, and of course, just over the last 20 years, most famously known for doing LSU games, whether it be CST, Jumbo Sports Network, uh, SEC, you know, online platform for LSU, and CSS, and many others. Um, but just a great guy, and. Uh, you know, been a lot, been a friend for a long time, and uh, so I'm happy for him. Well deserved. Uh, Ronnie, we'd be remiss not to ask you about the College World Series. Uh, what do you think about this championship final now between Oregon State and Arkansas? Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of last year, and you know, you think LSU was the best team uh, in the finals, but yet Florida won it. Uh, and I think that could be the case this year, in the sense that Oregon State is the best team. But I think maybe Arkansas will win it. And the reason being, I think their pitching is just set up right. You know, their rotation is is ready to go. One, two, three. Where Oregon State's a little thrown off. Harmonic is in pitch between uh, their ace in, in you know, two bad outings in a row. You know, in at the College World Series, you know, they had to play the extra games to get there. Uh, but I'm 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 pulling for the Razorbacks because I'm an SEC guy. Um, but uh, Oregon State by far has, is the best team, but that's not always the best team. Doesn't always win. It's 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 also about rest and your rotation and your arms and things like that. And I think from that perspective, Arkansas has the advantage. 
Ronnie, good stuff. Uh, one more time for listeners out there that want to make their do- way down to Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. What do they need to do? Yeah, just go to LASportsHall.com, check out the list of events. We start on Thursday at 5 o'clock with that welcome reception at the museum for a couple hours with food, drink, music. You can meet all the Hall of Famers. It's open to the public. And we goes Friday with the bowling, Friday night, Rock and River Fest. Saturday, we've got a sold-out kids' clinic. Saturday night is the induction ceremony. If you can't make it, you can watch it on CST. Cox Sports Television will televise for the first time ever live, beginning at 5 o'clock coverage of the Hall of Fame induction on Saturday night, and then it culminates Sunday with the golf tournament in Alexandria. Ronnie, you in charge of making sure that their speeches don't go over an extended length? Are you that guy? I am that guy, and we actually have changed up the format this year and gone to the days of speeches. Uh, instead, we have interviews. So oh, nice. we have electronic interviews. Three-minute video. We can Lynn, uh, Lynn or someone else will do the one-minute, uh, you know, just kind of run down on their bio, and then we bring them up on stage, and then it's a one-on-one interview for six minutes. Nice. So That's awesome. no more 20-minute speeches that, uh, that go on all night long. <laughs> awesome. Ronnie, as always, we appreciate the time, man. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. Ronnie Rance from Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Of course, uh, he mentioned Larry Wright, uh, started at Richwood, then, of course, at Grambling. Uh, Larry will join us uh, later this week on the show. And, of course, uh, we'll have a number of other guests. We will certainly have uh, Lynn Rollins on at some point. And I know you want to get – you want Stokely or do you want uh, Reggie Wayne? Your wish list. Uh, Wayne. Come on, this is your I chance. I had to put Wayne over Stokely. Ah. Yeah. I, and and I, like, I like both guys. Um my uncle knows Stokely, so I should have said Stokely. But uh, if I'm being honest, I'd, I'd rather have Wayne. Okay. I'll try to get Reggie Wayne. Plus, Would you that know, make Stokely's your got those Raging Cajun roots, too. All right. You know who has uh, Raging Cajun roots? Who's that? Hollis. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.